Thank you for tuning into Black and Well Voices, a space where we invite Black identities to share their thoughts, experiences, and endeavors that'll push the collective forward. So today we are joined by Irene. Irene is a spiritual and wellness practitioner and the founder of wellness platform, Brown Girls Heal. Tune in as she joins our host, Olivia Grant, to discuss the powerful ways in which she promotes healing through her wellness platform and how she incorporates writing into her own healing practices and her own journey to publishing her first book, Writing So the Healing Can Begin. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Enjoy and be well. Thank you again for agreeing to take part in Black and White Voices. Um, I'm excited to be able to share your insight and perspective and all the the gems that you have. I'm very excited. Thank you. I'm just so grateful that, you know, we're able to have this space and, and share this space together. Right, of course. Yeah, I think it's, it's, I just feel like these conversations are absolutely necessary. Yes. Um, especially, you know, with people like yourself. So, yeah, yeah, let's, let's get into it. <laughs> well, what sparked your journey mm-hmm. into wellness and spirituality? I would say what sparked my journey um, into wellness and spirituality was my own personal battle with um, depression, um, mental illness. And just going through trying to figure life out um, all over again from what I thought, you know, from from what I thought life was supposed to be, then going through something, you know, traumatic and having to kind of relearn myself all over again. Um, I think I would say that that really sparked um, sparked my journey and just trying to figure out better ways in in handling, you know, going through depression, and going through like dark moments. Um, and that's where I think spirituality played a, a large part in that, considering I grew up, um, I was raised Catholic, throw that in there. Um, so I was like raised in a church environment. Um, I went to church every Sunday up until I believe I was maybe 16 years old. Um, but I went to church every Sunday. Um, and I think once my journey started and I started to kind of detach myself from the conformity of religion and dive into spirituality, um, I would say like that was probably like the, the lifesaver for me. Right, absolutely. It's, I feel like it's always so much more powerful when you have that personal experience right. in something because it's it's coming from such a deep place, mm-hmm. you know, when you do start sharing it and, and helping others on the same journey. And so, you know, this has led you into starting Brown Girls Keel. So I'm, I'm wondering what are... I mean, I know I've seen what you do with Brown mm-hmm. Girls. It's amazing. But <laughs> how can you let us know, like, the different ways in which you do promote healing and wellness and, and mental health through Brown Girls Heal? Um, I think so. When I created um, Brown Girls Heal, so I don't know if a, a lot of people don't know this, but before Brown Girls Heal was Brown Girls Heal, it was IROC. Um, <laughs> and that was like, oh. there was still writing on the page. It was still, you know, 
affirmations and reinforcement and, and mantras and just daily reminders. But I created Brown Girls Heal because I really wanted to create um, just a safe space for primarily people of color. Um, right. Because I, you know, I did notice when I was 16 years old going through my journey, I didn't have that Um like outsourced. I had it, you know, within family and within friends, but there was never like a network of people or a community of people that I could go to and feel safe in and say, hey, this is what I'm going through or, you know, come across something and it, it resonates and it hits me in a way that either lets me know that I'm not alone or lets me know that I'm okay. Um, right. And that was something that I just felt like is very necessary, especially in the black community, because talking about mental illness and talking about depression is, it's not like dinner time table talk. It's so, right. it's so taboo to, to talk about these things, but it's also like, yeah, we are the ones that are going through it the most. And, you know, right. we're so silent about our struggles. And, you know, we don't realize that if you put 10 black people in a room, I promise you, all 10 of them in that moment are going through something that all 10 of them will be able to relate to in some way. Right. Um, so that's really what, you know, what I wanted to do with Brown Girls Heal um, is it just create a safe space and um, create transparency and to just let, you know, people know that communities do exist and, you know, right. communities right. of love and, and of transparency and empathy and sympathy they do exist. Um, so yeah, that's, right. that's really what I want to build the goal of Brown Girls here to be. Right, 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 absolutely. And like you said, this is absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's amazing that, you know, you've, you've, you've took, taken your journey to start a platform like this because I've seen firsthand, you know, being a black woman myself, how spaces like these really help us to affirm our, our space in the world and encourage us to take up absolutely. space. Absolutely. Yeah, like absolutely, and you know, for other black women like yourself, what advice would you give to them to to those who actually wish to begin mm-hmm. their healing journey, but are, are unsure about where to even begin? You know. Oh my god, <laughs> I think I always try to like keep this reminder that like the journey is 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 so ugly beautiful. Right. It's so it's so ugly beautiful, and I think people when they start to go through the journey they don't they don't see past the ugly um and it's it's so easy to kind of give up on the journey when you get stuck in the ugly and you don't know how to like navigate through that um and i would just say you know be patient like be patient with yourself um the journey is not overnight um i always my i remember hearing a quote from someone in my family um it's okay to sit in your shit just don't start to smell like it and I always like I ride with that quote so hard because it's like it's it's okay to feel what you're feeling um your feelings are valid it's okay to have bad days but it's sort of like all right after you you know acknowledge that you're not okay you know what happens after that like how how do we get past acknowledging that we're not okay it's okay to outsource it's okay to like call a friend and say I'm not okay um and that's also really yeah. important too to just make sure that like the people that you have in your life and the the friends that are in your corner are creating a a space for you to 
say when you're not okay. Um, right. And just, you know, always remember that, like, no matter what you're going through and no matter what life may throw at you, like, you're worthy of happiness. Like, that's that's also yes. my, like, like, my daily reminder, especially when I do find myself just in spaces of just, like, becoming overwhelmed. It's just, like, I'm worthy of peace. Like, that's, that's my yes. daily reminder. I'm worthy of peace. I'm worthy of happiness. And anything that is not providing me with peace, happiness, and joy is not, it's not welcome. Um, right. So, yeah, that's, yeah. Yes. Loving it, loving it, and while whilst also taking this in myself, <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely. I'm just sitting here like, yes, this, listen, this is carefully. And you know what I always tell people to do as well. Like, I know sometimes, um, like people who are just beginning a journey, I I always tell them like, look in the mirror and just like say be- like say kind things to yourself, and they actually right. find it very weird for them to do. And, you know, that becomes a different discussion because it's like, okay, if you're not comfortable looking in the mirror at yourself and telling yourself that you're beautiful and that you're worthy, that that's a different conversation now. Right. Because it's like, what's, you know, what, what work needs to be done so that you can get to a place where you can actually look at yourself and feel beautiful and feel worthy. So I started to like tell some of my friends who are, you know, starting their journey to write down those affirmations on like post-its so that if you don't feel comfortable saying it out loud at least you'll feel comfortable reading it right so you know you can see these affirmations in the morning like okay i am worthy i am beautiful but as you're seeing it every single day you'll start to say it without even reckon like without realizing that you're saying it right yeah it'll yeah it'll become like second nature to you so yeah, that's that's really a, another good way that I self care. Like I'm looking at them now. I have about thirty five posters on my wall, <laughs> just like different like affirmations and daily reminders. Um, and it's like one of the first things that I see in the morning, and it definitely just helps like set the tone of of my day. Yeah, I I love that because it's such a simple practice, mm-hmm. but it speaks a lot when you know, like you said some of us might feel weird about yeah. saying these things to ourselves and that's that says a lot you know because it's such a simple practice and you know it, stuff like that gets overlooked like why do I need to do that we often think you know when we're looking for change we need to look for the big things that we need to right. do we need to go out and, and do something big but and what I'm getting from this this is that it's absolutely the, the small things how we speak yeah. to ourselves what we surround ourselves oh. with you know um yeah we, we absolutely need those reminders and treating you. yourself um, I say that too I think and this is this can also go to another conversation but when it comes to like women I think it's important that we also treat ourselves even yep. if it's like like I try every time I go food shopping I promise you I buy myself um, flowers every time I go food shopping I buy myself like a plant or just something that that makes me feel happy in that moment um, I make sure that I always treat myself to something because we right. spend so much right. time taking care of other people. And it's it's weird because it's, it's so easy for us to, like, go out and do things to make other people happy and forget right. that, like, in, in that space where we're taking care of everyone else, you know, we have to make sure that we're pouring into ourselves as well. And it's easy for us to get overlooked, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. 
absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I just love that about you, you buying flowers every time you go grocery shopping. That's, I love that because it's such, a, you know, it can be seen as such a mundane mm-hmm. task, but just adding that element of self-care into it is so simple but I don't know it just feels so powerful right like packing these groceries don't feel as bad because I'm looking at a beautiful bouquet of flowers (laughs) right exactly (laughs) exactly oh Mm -hmm. I, I love that and diving back into yourself now you've just published your first book writing so the human can begin first of all congratulations on that amazing um I'm interested to know what did that journey look like from you know from idea into published actually getting mm. it published. So the funny thing, the funny thing is when I, so I, I the idea of wanting to write a book started when I was about seventeen years old, um, when I was going through my own journey, and the idea of writing the book came from just like journal entries and poems that I would write. Um, When I turned 30 years old, I told myself that I was going to give myself four years to put the book out. Um, I think that's when I started to realize like, because, you know, everything is in divine timing. And I always say, I have this thing where I will wake up one morning and decide that this needs to be done. And it's like, it won't, I won't rest until it's like, until it's done. Um, it might be the Gemini, I'm not sure. But I, so I, I literally woke up one morning and was just like, no, this, this has to get done um, in this time frame, And I'm like focused on making this happen. Um, it was, I would, I'm not going to say it was a, it wasn't a difficult um, journey, but it was a trying one. Um, and I, the reason why I say it wasn't a difficult one is because every single thing that was written is literally from experiences just throughout my life, whether it's with, um, platonic friendships, intimate relationships. Um, so it was, it was very easy to put it from hard mind into paper. Um, I would just say the, the difficult part was being hard on myself and, not giving myself just grace sometimes throughout the process and just being being way too hard on myself throughout the process um and understanding that perfection really does not exist but um the beauty of transparency is just way it's it's more rewarding than perfection um and right. i had to i had to really learn that the beauty of transparency is more rewarding than perfection. Yes. Um, and I had to really kind of rem- remind myself of that a lot throughout the journey. And grateful enough, you know, I had amazing people in my life that would also remind me to just like give myself grace and, and acknowledge that I am doing something that is in my heart to do for, for myself and for, you know, the com- you know, whatever communities are out there. So I think that was, yeah, that's what the process looked like. I cried a few times, but <laughs> I think it was it was just having to go through that process of doing something that I knew was a, a, a life-changing thing for me. Yeah. Right, right, of course. And I always think, you know, especially when it comes to stuff like writing and, and publishing a book, you know, actually seeing it through to the end, I, I really commend those who do because it is such a process yeah. you know and actually you know not 
giving up and, and, and staying the course and riding the waves of the feelings, mm-hmm. the ups and the downs. Um, it truly, truly is an accomplishment. So again, well, well done Thank and congratulations you. for that. <laughs> Any moment where if I'm triggered by something, something makes me extremely happy, I like to jot down what I'm feeling in that moment um, and then go back and reflect on how I felt and why I felt that way. Um, but I think a lot of times I say writing is really important because I feel like a lot of times people are afraid to use their voice. And a lot of times people feel like they aren't understood or overstood and they're not heard, um, no matter how transparent they try to be. So I think writing in a lot of times in difficult areas of communication is extremely, and even just within yourself, it's, it allows you to be vulnerable and it allows you to be transparent. Um, so I think that's why I really try to emphasize just how important how important writing is for any journey, even in in conflict situations. Um, if two people aren't able to have um, a clear discussion, I always say write a letter. Write a letter and give right. it to the person. And whatever that person chooses to do with the letter is on them, but you were able in that moment to express everything that you may not have felt heard about before. And just with any, and just with the person again, again, I would say just it allows you to to learn yourself more also and it allows you to again just be open with your feelings if you feel like you can't be open with your voice. Yeah. I love that because as and and I absolutely resonate with that because as a writer myself, writing writing is definitely probably my favorite method yes. of communicating, even if it's not necessarily communicating with others but even just mm-hmm. communicating my own thoughts and feelings to myself I just always find that writing it down just yes. feels so 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 powerful um so yeah I, I can absolutely second that and and I resonate with that you know so and yeah, free writing abso- is well. absolutely free writing is I feel or I need or I am and like not to think but mm-hmm. just literally allow and just write and you'll notice, I promise you, you will get to page four. And by page yeah. two, you're no longer talking about how you feel. But it's every thought that you have in that moment is, is on that paper. So I definitely, yeah, free writing is, a, is another really good um, method. Right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, I mean, you yes. are a black woman. You're in wellness um, and you're, you're showcasing and, and holding space for so, so many I want to find out what does and well look like for you? If you could sum it up in a way. Living what, black, what and well, black and well look like for you? Living black and well for Irene looks like being authentically and genuinely um, who I want to be um, and feeling safe within myself to do so. It looks like me making sure that at all times I am okay. My mental health is okay. My peace of mind is is always at the forefront um, and just making sure that I am constantly walking in my purpose and constantly walking in, in a light that feels safe and comfortable for me. Yeah. And just being myself and, and being free. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, Ari, 
thank 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 you again for joining us on this podcast for giving us your insights and perspective thank you so much um it is truly 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 appreciated thank you for listening to black and well voices i'm your host olivia grant and you can find me at thehouseofog.com and on instagram at og songstress